Hey everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, your other host. On this show, we're going to the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, or day by day, until the end of time. That's right, Colin, and it's time for another one of my patented, ooh boy, I've been looking forward to this one for the whole entirety of the show. This is the episode. Yeah. The timestamps that made me go, what now? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. The things that make you go, oh, oh, all right. Yeah, we can make a show out of that. Okay, so. <laughs> very good, very good. Thank you. Uh, listen, we're just going to get into it. It is not a complicated series of events, even though it has a whole bunch of paragraphs that might make you think otherwise. And also, I'm going to say a bunch of timestamps right now that usually we can say, look, it's basically watch from here to here. And then, like, close your eyes when it cuts back to the narrator or whatever. Not not the case this time. So uh, you want to have uh, one Disney Plus up on your TV, one on your computer, and then one in incognito mode on the other, like, on another window. Mm. You want you yeah, want to have... much easier that way. Yeah. Season 7, or Season 7, Episode 6, 7, and 8 open up. And uh, this is the order you're going to watch them in. Hang on, as they said in the now classic Jurassic Park, to your butts. Nick Fury said that. (laughs) Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, Episode 6. You're going to start at 40 minutes and 35 seconds and go straight to 41.05. Cutting over to Season 7, Episode 8. You start at 1 minute and end at 1 minute 47. Back to season seven, episode six, start at 41.17. These are intentional. We're skipping parts that are overlap, so these are intentional. End at 41.38. Back to episode eight, start at 151, end at 2.02. Back to 7.06, season seven, episode six, and you're going to start at 41.47 and go through the end of the episode. Then you're going to go to Season 7, Episode 7, Lucky 7-7, and you're going to start at 3.55 and end at 7.23. And finally, you're going to go back to the beginning of that episode and start at 1 minute 19, which is after your skip recap, and end at 3.47 with hilariously, amazingly, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. logo as if this all was just one big cold open. Colin... It's a it's a roller coaster. It's the, I could not have written a better thing for our show than this three for one. We're introducing two new episodes. Mm-hmm. I could have said three way, and I didn't. And I want you to know that I didn't no, say that. It's just more of it's a fascinating way to look at it. To go there, could, there isn't a better way. It's like well, no, I think the normal like timestamp like this one to this one is technically better. I disagree. At least as far as understanding what's happening. Now, I will say, in terms of what is Timeline Scavengers capable of doing, yeah, for sure this is better. Yeah. It's like, hey, how complicated can they get? How how weird is time? It's this weird. This I think this one is, yeah, this one hold, is going to hold the time is weird trophy until Winter Soldier, I think. When, I when also, you get... Yeah. Yeah, I also think that um when we get to the blip. 
Sure. I think those are good. I think the both the happening and the unhappening, if you will. Yeah. The or, happening or vice versa, I guess. Yeah. Happening and the snapping is very good. Thank you. Um, although technically they're both snaps, but you got them. I saying. mean, you know. Yeah. Actually, no, you know what it is? It's the blip and the snapping. Okay, fair, fair. You know. Uh, but I think that b- between those two, I think both of those are going to have the most complicated ones. Not only because it's going to be weird timestamps, but it's going to be like 80 properties. Right. And it's going to rule. And and the real fun thing, and I don't know if the MC Wiki people are are just ridiculous or what, even within the same property, it doesn't go in order. Correct. So Correct. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um so let's talk about what Colin, I want you yeah, to talk why about we're here wh- today. Yeah, well the reason it's the reason why we're here. Um Right, and that is to say everybody no, kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> uh Colin, before we get into it, uh oh I should say what happens. I I yeah. I, I got the timestamps were enough that I thought I'd done a summary of the episode. Yep. I had not. That's why Let's I kind of started to make a joke, but then I was like, no, yeah. because we actually haven't said it, I yeah. shouldn't take us too far off topic. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So here's what happens. The Zephyr comes out of its jump. Mac walks down to the hangar and without saying a word to Deke or May, aside from saying he needs some air, drives out of the hangar on his motorcycle. Deke despite May telling him that Mac wants to be alone, goes after Mac, saying that Mac's need, Mac needs to know that the team are there for him. Um, by the way, I'm not going to talk about when the jumps happen. Just trust me. This is the linear order. I'm not going to... Yeah. Gemma and Enoch are working on the time jumper thing. I forgot what it was called, and I didn't look it up. As May comes to tell them that Mac is still not back. Deke 2, sure. I think that's a call forward, but I don't care. They don't mention Deke at all, even though he is also gone. All of a sudden, the time thing starts sparking and vrooming to the confusion of Gemma and Enoch. Deke is walking up to Mac, who is staring out into nature, I guess, as Gemma hails Deke on the radio. He tells them that he's checking on Mac because he knows what Mac's going through. Gemma tries to tell Deke that the drive is deteriorating, but her message is garbled, and before Deke can do anything but run towards Mac a little, the Zephyr jumps without Mac or Deke. Deke tells Mac what has happened, and Mac starts talking about what he can do in 1982, which sounds like a campaign slogan, but it's not. (laughs) The mission is over. The Chronicoms are gone. Deke starts to say that something is wrong. If they won, why would they stop in 1982 for five minutes? Mac says that none of this is normal, and no one should mess with time. Then he gets after Deke for killing Freddie Malik, reminding him of the old heuristic, ripples, not waves. Remember... Two years ago? Okay. Uh, Deke lets this, out, lets this outburst slide past him as he cuts to Mac's grief. He talks about how he lost his parents early too, and that he's available if Mac wants to talk. Mac declines and prepares to leave. When Deke says that they need a game plan in case the Chronicoms are in 1982, Mac says for Deke to figure it out and rides off. Pause for one second. Yeah. Was the first Ripples Not Waves from two years ago? For us, I mean... We started uh, in August of 2021. Wow. Talking wow. about 1931. Yeah, yeah. Time is fucking weird. That's time weird. is fucking okay. weird. And time is weird fucking... We're not there yet. Okay. 
Well, no, I don't even know what that's a reference to. We covered to. Agent Carter and, and Oh, you're right, right. I am Icarus. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, that w- that was time of weird fucking. Yeah, Jesus exactly. Christ. <laughs> it was a time of weird fucking. It was a time of normal fucking. We haven't gotten to Luke Cage yet, but we will. Boy, will we. Okay. First, he visits his parents' grave and puts flowers on it and mourns them. Then he visits his uncle's house where he watches a younger version of himself and his brother get out of the car and go inside with their uncle. He pulls out a box with a model car and ki- a model car kit inside it, but then he puts it back and rides off. Meanwhile, in River's End, an IT repair guy, that's probably not what they called it back in 1982, they probably called it just a nerd or whatever. We call an IT repair guy named Russell Feldman What's is the difference? Frust- I'll t- <laughs> um <laughs> that one that one also hurts me to say but you know oh i see you were making i got i thought we were doing like a setup of like what's the difference between it repair i see no the, the joke is that like they're the same but also i was like i mean i'm not it it but i do understand tech you know right. so it's like oh wait no i guess i am the yeah guy. Russell Feldman is frustrated because the remote-controlled robot that he was trying to control just dumped milk duds all over the floor. Someone comes into his shop. It's Chip Womack, a local businessman who doesn't remember that he and Russell went to high school together. It's very awkward. Chip says that his computer has been acting up since the power surge the night before, and he needs his computer back ASAP. Capiche? I just want to really quick point out there's a Simpsons thing where Bart hears the word capiche, but he doesn't know the word capiche. When he remembers this guy saying capiche, the guy says catfish because Bart doesn't know capiche, so he gets it really close, and I think that's very funny, and that's what I think of when I hear the word capiche. Moving on. All of a sudden, the computer starts printing out strange characters on his dot matrix printer like Mario and Wario. No, that's not the kind of characters. Then a prompt comes up on his screen. His- then a prompt comes up on the screen. Will you help me? Y slash N. Russell presses Y. Then the computer says that it has been waiting for him. Russell asks out loud who they are. Then the dot matrix printer prints out a picture of Sybil, while the computer monitor identifies her as such. Speaking of catfish. Yeah. I didn't do that in, in, uh, intentionally, but I did think that just now. I mean, did she catfish him? She, I mean, like. It mm, is her. It is her. We would be jumping too far ahead to say that he's not going to meet the hot babe if you if if, That's if fair, you take him. Yeah. So it's more like a bait and switch, I guess. Kind of bait and stab. All right, Colin. That is all that happens in this just cavalcade of uh, switching back and forth between episodes. That is this episode. It is a lot. Talk to me about what you want to talk to me about before we get into some, I mean, frankly, lots of Avengers Ensemble. Lots of Avengers Ensemble. So this episode really got me thinking, like, you know, he's now in a timeline where he's a kid. Yeah. But also he's a full-ass, you know, grown man. Yeah. So, like, it kind of also makes you realize that like you aren't that innocent youth anymore. So James, when do you remember oh. <laughs> knowing that your childhood had died? Oh, well, I remember it specifically. It was September 10th. 
<laughs> okay. 1998. Colin, okay. you need to let me finish. Um, no, okay. <laughs> Smash Mouth released their second single, and it was just not as good. And that was the day the music died. I'm joking about like the actual hard hitting questions, I guess, yeah, yeah. technically. I just think that like it's it's understandable though where Mac is coming from. Oh, for sure. Like, I've definitely had my days or my times where I have just gone outside and just like kind of stared at nothing. You know, I've been frustrated enough. I've been whatever. I mean, honestly, I mean, this isn't even outside, but like I had a moment Staring earlier. outside through the hole in the wall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. Uh, yeah, listener, if you would like to know what that's about, just go look up. Uh, all the pictures of the quote-unquote renovations happening at my apartment right now. I mean, it is renovations, but they are also f- destroying the inside of my house by doing the outside. Anyway, um, no, but I mean, like, earlier today, like, on the day of recording this, which is March 15th, 2023, I had a moment where I thought things were going well, like, I thought I was fixing something, and then it all fell apart literally last second, And I just sat back like this in my chair. Again, listener, you can't see this, but I'm showing James. And I just sat like this. I put my hands, you know, linked my fingers and put put them on my head. I just sort of stared up at the ceiling, basically, like right where the wall meets the ceiling. I just Uh sort of stared at that for what I think is maybe a full minute of, and again, just dead silence. I was streaming. I was in front of an audience. But like obviously they saw the thing go 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 down. They saw me reach this ultimate, you know, frustration and it just everything between what's been happening in my house and that added up for one brief moment and I just went, Okay, don't fly off the handle. Don't be yeah. angry, don't be upset. You get what you get and you don't get upset. And I I've heard it a different way. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm, and no, I just, I'm joking, that's wild. Okay. And I just sat there and I thought for a minute about all the choices that I'd made really in my entire life that led up to that moment, uh, but also the choices of others. And then I came mm. back to everything. You know? And so I, I totally Real get like- kingpin moment for you. A little bit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I, I, I had that moment though. I mean, I've had these moments and like- Can I ask you a hostion just real quick? It's oh, sort yeah, of rhetorical. Rhetorical hostion. Remember on like Sunday or Monday when you tweeted, this is going to be the greatest week of my life? Yeah, I think about that actually a lot. I've actually thought about that a lot recently. Because like, okay, the day after we record this, you're going to hear us talk very... In fact, you will have already heard the episode. Yep. Again, that's the wild thing, right? Sometimes things get recorded way out of order. Tomorrow's going to be worth it. Like, I think there's no way around it. Tomorrow's going to be worth it. As long as your internet holds. James... You'll hotspot you, it. You better, yeah, I'll for sure. God damn, I will. Yeah. I was going to say, you need to uh, <laughs> knock on wood for sure. No, but like, uh, it's it's going to be fine tomorrow. Yeah. And tomorrow's yeah. going to be great. Yeah. And I'm so excited about it. But Colin also. Collins show. What's that? A Colin Collins show. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, Featuring exactly. James. <laughs> yeah. J- and James will also be there. Uh, <laughs> I've I've actively thought, by the way, about my notes going, how do I make sure that there are moments for James here? So it's not just me nonstop being like, so this person, this person. This, oh, wait, the episode will have come out. So instead of me being like, Trevor, Trevor, Trevor. Hey, so Trevor, Trevor. Hey, Trevor, listen. So Trevor, you know, I was like, I was like, okay, make sure you do turn what? it over what to James. What the fuck do you want, Colin? Yeah. Um, 
I'm sure okay. I'll f- I've found a way to, to, to weasel my way in. Oh, good. Or I've gone and of gotten some sort of uh, meal. Oh, good. Um, so, anyway. Uh, no, I but I have thought frequently since then about being like, this is going to be one of the best weeks of my life. And then the universe was like, ha, 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 fuck that. <laughs> You're going to pay. They literally cut my through my internet cable, which was fucking great. Um, like the fates, but it's your internet? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Ruining the Monday stream. Then yesterday, I don't even remember what happened yesterday, but yesterday was just sort of getting fixes and a whole bunch of other stuff. Then today got back on track, but then they literally left a giant gaping hole in the side of my house where really anything can just get into my house at this point, which is fun for me. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a little adventure between now and tomorrow morning, I think. I wonder how I'll sleep, actually. Uh, anyway, then, you know, <laughs> now we're here. So, yeah. listen. Yeah. Now to my host in here. Because yeah. I I have an example um, that I'll get into. So I'll, I'll start us off to give you time to think. Okay. But I was thinking, like, you know, can you think of a moment or a time where you actively were like, I need to literally get out of the space that I'm in, like physical space that I'm in right now, and just... Either like go be somewhere else, don't even have to really do anything, but just like you were so deeply upset or angry or whatever, where you had to physically remove yourself from a place and just sort of exist somewhere else. Because um, what I can think of is, I mean, I've definitely had multiple moments in my life uh, about this. I've definitely just before been like, I need to go on a drive. Like I knew it was going to not be smart necessarily in terms of like gas money to do so, but in the summer... I've definitely just gone out for like a 20, 30 minute drive just to clear my head. But I also think about one time I had one of the most, easily one of the most upsetting days I think I've ever had. And I texted uh, my friend Katie about it. And I was just like, this is what's happening. Um, like, and I was just like, and I don't really know what to do about it. Like I'm, I'm really frustrated. And then she was like, okay. Uh, where do you go to like clear your mind or whatever? And I was like, oh, well, and there was like a little cul-de-sac, not that far away from where I lived, where they were doing construction. They were building some new houses, uh, but they weren't done yet. So there was just a spot where there were no street lights, no anything. It was just like, you could see the full night sky with no, you know, what's the word for it? Like no interference basically. Yeah, uh, And there was also just like no like through traffic and stuff like that. So I, I gave the address and we went there and like she brought snacks and we just literally like laid on like the, the roof of the roof, the hood of my car kind of thing. Like we you know, sat on the car basically and kind of like leaned back on the windshield and just sort of looked up at the stars and ate little snacks and didn't talk for most of the time. But then, you know, eventually finally kind of talked it out. But I was, I remember being like, so frustrated that I had to get out of the house and just needing to be in the space. And it's a thing that I think about sometimes when I am upset about something else, I think about like that moment about how nice it was both to have that space and also that person to kind of, you know, back me up. Um, yeah. So yeah, hmm. think about that. Oh, that's really nice. That's really nice. Here's the best example I can think of. And okay. then we'll talk a little bit about the unhealthy decisions I make. One time the internet was down in college and I got really frustrated so I took a mug and threw it up against the wall where the trash people picked up the trash down on the street from my dorm. I was really frustrated. That is a choice. Um, And it helped. 
mostly though, uh, going to a different place to clear my head uh, feels like an admission of defeat. Mm. Uh, slash, if I clear my head, then I'll forget why I was upset, and then I may as well not have been upset at all. Slash, you get what you get. Don't get upset. I okay. can't. Right. Uh, I'd think out loud, and so when I'm upset, oftentimes I'll either go into even more of a a jerk mode of of sort of interrogative conversation. Or if the person wisely leads me to my own devices, sit and stare into space. Which I guess is sort of a way of doing that, but it would probably be healthy for me to be able to just be like, I have to go on a drive, I have to go on a walk or whatever. Right. Get some fresh air. I can't listen to music when I'm upset because what if it makes me feel better? <laughs> sure. And I also what if it ruins that song? You know? Oh no, it will never do that. Oh, Maybe okay. it's because I don't, I don't, I, well, no, it, but I've never, there's never been a song where I'm like, well, now I can't listen to that because whatever. But maybe that's because I don't listen to music. Who knows? Chicken and egg. Sure. And finally, I don't reach out to friends when I'm super upset. So, um, oh, in, okay. all in all, uh, just really healthy ways of dealing with it. And so that's how I've been most of my life. So now it's my turn to say, so let's fix you real quick. Let's talk about how we can fix you and fix that. And therapy. Okay. That's what I'm doing. That, therapy. That for sure. yep, therapy. Um, so anyways, uh, do as I say, don't as I do. Uh, don't do as I do. This is a cool, a cool, cool um, question. Sorry. Cool vibe. No, 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 no. I, I think it's, I actually find this kind of thing very valuable because I hadn't thought about it in this way, but I, I really don't know how to. Uh, mourn or grieve or process uh, bad news. Oh, so I got some notes. <clears throat> I got some notes here, and <laughs> so what I shouldn't do is tell you that the show is canceled. I mean, no, I don't see. Oh. I mean, I guess the the way I do a lot of denial. Okay, yeah. When when like so like when unabashedly obsessed ended, I I don't know I don't know. Aaron doesn't listen to this. Whatever. I said we should end Unabashedly Obsessed, even though I didn't really want to, because I could tell that Aaron felt like we yeah. should end Unabashedly Obsessed. And I didn't want to convince her not to, when then not have her into it and doing it just because I, whatever. Right. So like when I broke up with the girl I didn't want to break up with because I felt like she was going to break up with me, in almost the exact same way, I ended Unabashedly Obsessed, and then I couldn't feel bad about it because I was the one that had said it. Mm. Um. So if you said honestly, if you were like, "Hey, I can't do uh, um, uh, the Travis's show, Marvel, where they go through the Marvel events timeline," yeah, uh, hung up the hung up their their spurs. I don't even sure. know. Yeah. They they they're like, we we can't. We don't have time to do this. We can't devote what we want to. So we're gonna indefinite hiatus. It sort of deal. Mm-hmm. If you said like I can't, I'm focusing on on streaming now, which is, if we're being completely honest, a constant worry of mine. That like, oh no, no. One day you're gonna be like, like tonight. I was like, is he streaming and he's forgotten that we're recording tonight? Like because tomorrow's Trevor and he's like, so I'll get in my stream on Wednesday, so as not to have to do a not do a stream on Thursday. All this stuff. If you said that, I would be fine, and I would tell you I'd be fine. And then I would work on being fine. 
actually fine. Like I would be, I wouldn't, I'm, I wouldn't throw a fit. I'd be bummed, and then I'd process the feelings later in whatever way. Also, I make jokes to deflect yeah. uh, feelings of discomfort. Oh, I, I do the same thing as well. Uh, so let's get into one final good thing to kind of pull us back yeah. from the bucket of bummer that we just had. Good thing. Um, and then uh, and then we'll do the giant size Avengers ensemble. Yeah. Uh, and that is that I am here to once again report to you all that season seven of Agents of Shield continues to knock the tr- the title cards out of the park. Yes, yep. they do. Every single stylized title card is both perfect for exactly what they're doing. Tells you mm-hmm. everything they and sorry, and also tells you everything that you need to know. Yep, like about like style and like where they're kind of going with it. Like yeah. on, as far as like a like genre kind of situation, like how what you're going to see is going to be approached. You know. Yeah. Uh, and I think that this one is is easily the simplest. But also, mm-hmm. still, just as, again, you know, home run situation, yeah. like the black screen with just like the green dust, you know, yeah, and the way that it even like kind of like types it out, like da, 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 you know, you're like kind of like a, a Doogie Howser sort of deal, yeah, um, you're like, oh bit. yeah, oh yeah, it's good. Oh my God, wait a minute, put a pin in that because we're gonna come back to that. I had not made a connection to that. That's really interesting. Uh, I think this is the last uh, episode that has the really, like, they kind of go back to an old uh, logo uh, title card for the rest of the season after this, I believe. I think so. I think it's, yeah, because there's only, like, what, only a couple episodes left anyway. We have uh, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. So so 5 or 6 episodes left. But we're going to get to a point. Very soon. I don't soon. think there is a title card for whatever reason in eight, I think, for some reason. Hmm. Hmm. I could be wrong. Anyways, on that, but uh, yeah. I'm not sure. Um but hey, yeah, the, the title card in this is is very, very cool. And I'm I'm excited to start Avengers Ensemble because I think that it's gonna get even more cooler. That's right. Mm. Uh, grammatically after. not correct, okay. Grammatically not correct, but uh emotionally very correct. Oh, okay, cool. So let's get into an Avengers Ensemble giant-sized double issue. Avengers Ensemble. Okay, so uh, the first uh, episode we're going to talk about is uh, I wrote Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1, Episode 7. That's not right. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7, Episode 7 is called The Totally Excellent Adventures of Mac and the D. Um, It's a good one. Good time. Yep. Um, absolutely. Sometimes you know exactly what you're shooting for, and you yep. go for it. Uh, it aired on my friend Lisa's birthday, July 8th, 2020, and here are some stuff about That's it. That's my dad's birthday. Oh, very nice. So this is an episode dress- directed by Jesse Bochco. Uh, he directed 12 other Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes. Also, his dad, Stephen Bochco, created a bunch of TV shows you've heard of. Hill Street Blues, NYPD Blue. L.A. Law. Interesting. Doogie Hauser. Interesting. So, I wonder if they were like, Jesse, you want to direct this episode also? Can you pop us over to your dad uh, to get us permission for something real quick? He's like, the computer thing? I'm pretty sure you can use it. They're like, no, no, no. Also, Doogie Hauser's screen was blue. So, it's not 
it's not like that very much at all. But anyways, um, this episode was written by Brent Fletcher, who also wrote uh, season oh, three, yeah. episode nineteen, Mayan Man, and season six, episode thirteen, which we saw the very end of back in nineteen thirty-one. It's a name that I now recognize. Yeah, like that's how often we've talked about it. Yeah, the BF, um, Brett Flat. No, he uh, for in terms of updates. Uh, when we last saw him and talked about him in 613, he had credits for writing two episodes of Superman and Lois, and now he has nine episodes of Superman and Lois under his belt, so that is seven more. Because nine minus seven is two. Nine minus two is seven. Commutative love. Uh, Russell Feldman is played by a uh, an actor named Austin Basis. Um, Basis is... A wild last name. Um, I have been thinking. There's a, a sample from something or some. I don't remember. It's last name, first name basis, and I keep thinking about that over and over when I read his name. Hmm. He was in one episode of Homeland, one episode of Scorpion, one episode of Lucifer, one episode of Wisdom of the Crowd, which is a show I used to bring up a lot, but I stopped and now I'm back to it. Um, he was in a movie called Dracula Goes to Camp. Two episodes of Supernatural, one episode of Life on Mars, eight episodes of Marvelous of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. He was in a movie called American Zombie, and he is my height. Chip Womack is played by a guy named Carl Girolamo or Hirolamo. Um Girolamo. Uh I didn't see anything in his filmography that was sort of nerdy in the way we like to talk about on Avengers Ensemble, so I skipped uh past that fairly it wasn't it wasn't a huge filmography it was but you know there it was a lot of sort of soap opera e kind of stuff which is not anything against that it's just not very uh sitcom until it is you know anyways uh, uncle marcus is played by an actor named marcus jordan i love love okay. love when the character is named the same thing as the actor um i just th- i love the idea of why was that done Especially when it's done more than once. Uh, he, in addition to playing Uncle Marcus here, is a Quinjet pilot in one episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Slingshot. So we will keep an eye out for him oh, cool. uh, when we get to that. Yeah. Good, good. Uh, young Mac and, oh, sorry, young Alfie and young Ruben are uncredited actors or Mactors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that feels, that feels uh, well within the, the grounds of the rules. Uh, this is the first episode that Chloe Bennett doesn't appear in of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. What? Say this is again. the first episode that Chloe Bennett doesn't appear in at all. Season 7, episode 7. Wow. You said that and I was like, no, that can't be right. And then you kept looking at me and I was like, I thought there was like, I thought there was a joke happening. Nope. I was like. Nope. How to think about that? That's interesting. Yeah, isn't it wild? And uh, the other piece of trivia I have for this episode is that Elizabeth Henstridge shadowed director Jesse Bochco for this episode, and I think that she would direct an episode later on in the season. Here's a weird question: is is she the only one where this is the first episode that she's never been in? Because, like, have we ever had an episode without Coulson at all? Surely we have. Because in my head, I was thinking, 
in my head, I was thinking that the two of them, I thought would be the only people to go from start to finish fully, you know? All right, let's see here. Clark Gregg, 136 episodes. Ming-Na Wen, Chloe Bennett, Elizabeth Henstridge, all 136 episodes. Oh, but wait. Sometimes they'll give credit, but not have them actually in it. Right. See, I yeah, think credit only of, for this one. Right, because of like the opening title, I think, always right. has them in it. Right. So, um, Clark Gregg. No, he's in this one. No, he's in this one because he's in the he's in the Deke Squad. Um, You're right. Okay. Yep. And uh, Ming Na Wen shows up at the end, but she was in. She was not in Fear and Loathing on the Planet of Kitson, which I think is from uh, season six. And she was not in Laws of Nature from 2015. So she was. She's been gone from two episodes. And then Henstridge was not in Code Yellow. Looks like Colson is the only one to to. Hold on, let me just double check again. Sorry, uh, f- uh, Clark Gregg is the only one to be there for every single episode because sometimes he's Sarge. Right. Oh, that, that's, what, that's what I was thinking. Like, it wasn't necessarily that Coulson was there, but just that specifically he, the actor, was in all of them. So. Yeah. And yeah, Henstridge, wow. just to, to really quick uh, wrap that up, she would go on to direct uh, As I Always Have Been. Yeah, there you go. So that's season seven, episode seven. Uh, so season seven, episode eight is called After Before. Uh, it's a great title for an episode, but that I can't tell you That is a Timeline Scavengers episode title. Uh-huh, like, absolutely. Not like as in if we named our episodes things. I mean, like, if you and I were in charge of the amount of times that we love to do that, like the before's after, but past of the future. Right, and, like, and then like, it, you know, all of the like, it's afterlife, but before they knew the thing mm-hmm. and all like, you know, then after, yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> there's a slingshot thing going. Anyways, uh, where's my notes? It was, uh, direct, it was aired on, uh, July 15th, 2020, which is, uh, a one day before my 37th birthday. And it was directed by Eli Ganda, uh, who didn't really, uh, do anything nerdy that I wrote down. And it was written by uh, James C. Oliver and Sharla Oliver. Um, James C. Oliver uh, wrote other episodes of Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was also the uh, story editor for a bunch of them. So, like, if you look on IMDb, it's like, he does a whole bunch, but only these ones get written by credits. So I didn't count them. Uh, He also did some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. slingshot and Under the Dome, Sharla uh, Oliver, who I didn't check, but I think is his probably his wife. Uh, we've talked about her previously because she did uh, uh, Paradise Lost, the episode with oh, the yeah, yeah. Uh, the two the two uh, Malik boys. 
Um, so that is all I have for uh, Avengers Ensemble, which is not double-sized issue so much as, uh, you know, like two extra pages of content or whatever, like an extra big letters page or whatever, where you're like, I guess I'll pay more for this. But It's also like, you know, those ones where they really thought they were going to get the comic done in time and <laughs> turns out they didn't. So they gave you basically three quarters of a comic book and then they promise you the rest of it is going to be in the next issue yeah. for the same cost or whatever. Uh, which it sounds like a weirdly specific thing to happen, but I guarantee you I've read at least four comics like that. Yeah. Which I guess I technically also, makes it eight because it's, you know, right. one and two. But I uh, I also very much love um, when they're like, next issue, this. I just read a what if that was like, next issue, what if um, Conan the Barbarian was in modern times and the next issue is for sure what if Rick Jones was the Hulk? Like they're just like... <laughs> So we just called that beforehand. I haven't looked to see if it like that episode, that issue came out later or whatever. But like, it it must sometimes be that they have like a a subset list of things, and then scripting or something got off, and they go, okay, listen, the one that comes out the next time is actually already ready to go. We're having yeah. a technical issue with one of these pages or whatever. Just go ahead and print this one first. You know, so it's like okay, yeah, yeah. like sometimes you you write a timeline years in advance, and then you get to it and you forget that Captain America is going to take up a whole. I have nothing else though. I have. I have nothing. This is an episode that I love because it's so convoluted, but really, oh, yeah. it literally is simple. just a setup for the time travel trope of oh no, we're stranded in this time. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's and it. also definitely that thing of just when you thought it's over, right? They know how to pull you right back in. I, I do love Mac being like, oh, we, we cool, we won. Guess I'll start dealing with my uh, my trauma. trauma. Yeah. And Deke's like, but what if it's not? He's like, I don't care. You deal with it any way you want to, Deke. However you want to solve this problem, go ahead and solve it any way you want. Any way you want it. Want it. That's the, that's way, the way you, you need, need it. it. Whatever journey life takes you on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> take us. Hey, Colin. Yeah. Please take us out of here. Please let us let us uh, warp out of here and leave. To Absolutely. Our own um, oh, no, we're our own. We're the only two of our own we have here. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, listen. Uh, so here's the situation, folks. Colin's writing all caps, edit heavily. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> It's just, uh, anyway, no, I, I was just trying to think of a, a good transition now. But, like, through space and time, always another show here. Uh-huh. Speaking of journey. Yeah. Uh, wondering where I am lost without this show. Uh-huh. And that is going to do it for us on this episode. Before we go, just as a quick reminder, if you're a podcaster and you're listening to this episode uh, and it's still 2023, yeah. please go out to twitter.com slash timeline scav or at timeline scav and check out our current pinned tweet about signing up for guest episodes Uh, We've got a bunch of open spots, and we'd love to fill them. Even if you're someone who's been on the show before, as Mike, Tay, Sid. um, Not to call out a few people specifically. If you like Origins, and you want to cover a lot of Origins, or or, or, Origins, Origins. That word got weirdly difficult, didn't it? Like, when the more you say something, because it feels unreal. Semantic satiation. Yeah. Um, Yeah, 2023 is basically... Uh, the year of origins uh, plus Captain Marvel. So, yeah, please do sign up. 
All right, and that is going to do it for us here on Timeline Scav. As oh, Timeline Scavengers, sorry. Uh, as always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. That's it. That's it. Printing. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Rip. It says Excelsior. Are you a fan of Boy Meets World? Do you enjoy rewatch podcasts? Well, then you should check out The Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast hosted by me, Tay. And me, Sid. It's my favorite show of all time. And I've never seen it. Each week, we're recapping a new episode of Boy Meets World, sharing bits of nostalgia and learning a wholesome lesson. Join us on our rewatch journey, won't you? School's in session every Tuesday, wherever you find your podcasts. What else do you need to know? The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven, community-focused, treasured content.